Welcome to episode 21 of the Feed You podcast. Welcome to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, welcome to the Feed You Podcast. This is Elisa Connor, and I am your host. I want to give you a heads up. I have been um, fighting this bug for like two weeks. So um, if I have some coughing in here, I will try my best to edit it out. But if I miss a couple because I'm in the middle of a thought, uh, just bear with me as I get rid of the uh, remnants of this yucky cold. And I hope none of the rest of you are fighting this. And if you are, that it disappears quickly. It has not... uh, disappeared very quickly over here. In fact, I was pretty bombed because a couple weeks ago, I was supposed to go to my mastermind uh, in Laguna Beach, and I actually had to cancel that trip, and it was such a bummer. And before I went, I had done a really good job of batching some episodes for the podcast so I'd be ready and had um, done some of the content repurposing and that's that's what we're going to talk about today is repurposing your content we all have limited time to work creating content for our business yet it's vital it's really important it's the only way that you can get your expertise out there and build your authority and build your credibility with people as well as get google to come to your website on a regular basis So I wanted to talk about a way that we could simplify that and simplify creating content. And this is something that I have learned from one of my mentors that we as entrepreneurs are really, really good at creating ideas. And we create pieces of um, content and products and services and all these different components around those ideas. And a lot of times we don't give one idea the opportunity to plant and grow and flourish before jumping onto the next idea, which means we can't ever build roots with that idea. And so one of the ways to do that is to just relaunch and relaunch and relaunch that same idea over and over again. And I I run into a lot of entrepreneurs and clients who get really afraid that if they reuse their content or they use it in a different way that people are, I guess the shaming police are gonna come out and shame them for doing it. But the reality is this, is that you can create content and put it out there once and in your mind think, oh, everybody's seen it. Everybody has read that and I am telling you right now, maybe one-tenth of the people that you wanna get in front of have read it or seen it. And on top of that, creating that content that one time does does a disservice to the people you're trying to serve, simply because it takes us as human beings a minimum of seeing or hearing something seven times before we actually pay attention to it and it becomes conscious for us. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about repurposing your content and creating that content. And to start off, I wanted to give you some stats about content because some of these really blew me away. Um, so let's start with YouTube. I thought this, this will, I, you may know this, but this number was incredible to me. Every single day, every minute of every single day, 4,146,000 YouTube videos are watched every minute of every day. That is, that's insane. Four over 4 million a minute. 
So that being said, let's talk about podcasts. As of December of last year, December of 18, there are over 630,000 podcasts and over 18 and a half million episodes on those podcasts. That's a lot of content. That's a lot of stuff out there. Um, and I'm going to give you a few tips about content in just, just a couple minutes um, when I get through these stats. So let's keep going. So let's talk about blogs. So you're publishing blogs in 2018. There were 4 million blogs posted every day. 4 million. And so just wrap your head around this a little bit. Instagram posts, there are 46,740 photos posted every day. And uh, I'm sorry, posted every minute of every day. And over 400 million users watch Instagram stories daily. 400 million. That's, that's a ton. So, and then the other one is LinkedIn is a little bit further behind, but they still have 120 people join LinkedIn every single day. So that's nothing to laugh at either. Times that by 30. That's, that's a lot of people. And can't, you know, walk away without giving you some Facebook stats. So let's talk Facebook stories first, because that's kind of the newcomer to the block. They're just slightly behind Instagram, but they have over 150 million Facebook stories that are posted every day. 200 million people are part of Facebook groups. So if you have a Facebook group, that's, that is a huge audience to get in, uh, get in front of. 80 million small and medium businesses have Facebook pages. And Facebook Messenger, I thought this was interesting, is the number one mobile app that is downloaded. WhatsApp is number three and Instagram is number five. So for sure, Messenger is becoming a, uh, com- a player and only about 30% of businesses right now utilize Messenger. So just to start with some stats, that's a lot of content, number one, that you're competing with. And number two, that's a lot of content for anybody to absorb. So my number one recommendation for you is that if you're going to spend your time and your energy creating content, make sure it's good. Make sure it's really good content, that it's coming from a place of value, and that whatever you're teaching, training, or educating, or inspiring about whatever that subject is, make it so good that if it were coming down to a user spending two minutes with somebody else or two minutes with you, that there would be no contest. And if you're going to, that takes time. It takes time to create that content. In fact, the latest stat that I read about creating content in general, specifically blog content or podcast, podcast content or any kind of regular content is it can take between three and six hours to really put together some good content and research it and get the information produced and put in a way that people are interested in wanting to listen to, read, watch, or absorb it in any other educational fashion. So if that's the case, you've invested a lot of time up front on, on content. And I know for me, when I'm creating blog posts specifically, or even podcast episodes, it takes me time to percolate and get my ideas down and do the research. And it is somewhere right around that three hour mark by the time I get it all done and edited and published to iTunes, it, it, there's some time invested there. So if that's the case, uh, my number one recommendation is, is take the time and do a good job, rather uh, quality over quantity, which is very opposite of what it was, you know, maybe five, six, seven years ago. 
And my number two recommendation is that get really specific with your content and who you are providing it for. Because I just gave you an entire list of stats, huge numbers of people that are absorbing content. Well, that means you, my friend, are competing with all of that content. And so if your content is not competition worthy, guess what? They're going to your competitor. And if your competitor isn't creating content, well, sweet, because that means you are and you will stand out in the forefront, specifically if you are creating content for your ideal client in a specific area, solving a specific problem. So reasons to repurpose your content. And if you, it, since I didn't really explain what repurposing content is, let me start with that. Repurposing your content is taking your content that was originally created for a singular purpose. So say content you've created for this podcast and then repurposing that into other avenues to either drive new visitors or extend the life of that content on other platforms. Or a lot of times you'll see repurposing where you will create um, a piece of content that is, for example, a resource guide. You create a resource guide of specific resources in your area of expertise and you update it when you find new resources or when like yearly, a lot of times at the beginning of the year, you'll see the 2019 guide to whatever software you'll see the 2019 guide to content marketing, the 2019 guide to uh, best restaurants in said city, the 2019 guide to the best places to vacation. You get the idea. Um, but it's something that you can update every year. And so think about that when you're creating your content, like go back to what you created last year and don't repost it specifically the way you had it, but how can you update it? How can you, um, dig in a little bit deeper, add a little bit more value and reuse that content because it's still valuable unless it's dated and it's not relevant anymore. But typically in the business world, a lot of our content is what is referred to as evergreen, meaning it can be reused again and again and again, unless it's something that is just so um, fluid, like social media a lot of the time is a very fluid subject. It changes regularly and it can be more difficult to have evergreen content around that area. But a lot of business practices and um, sp specifically service-based businesses your information is going to stay the same. So the example that came to mind when I was putting this episode together is carpet cleaning. Well, you may have content that you created, say last January around how to get snow and um, dirt out of your carpet in between your carpet cleaning. Cause most people don't want to get their carpet cleaned in the middle of winter. It's cold and it's, it's just going to get messy again, but you may have created a piece of content that is specific around how to, manage that uh, dirty, mucky time of year until you can get your carpet cleaned in the spring. Well, there's no reason you can't update that with whatever new products you came across or whatever new tips you might've come um, into or however you can expand on that. So that's just an example. So some reasons why you would want to repurpose your content. Obviously the number one obvious reason is that it's gonna save you time and energy and it keeps you focused in your area of expertise. A lot of times we have shiny object syndrome as entrepreneurs and it's really easy to 
wander off and go, oh, I'm going to talk about that now. Oh, I'm going to talk about that now. And if we really just have, you know, those key categories that we are experts in, it makes it really easy for us to just break down those pieces of content and review what we've created and repurpose it because the people that are wanting to learn it may not have seen our first piece of content, or if they did see it, they've forgotten about it because it's been a year or six months or three months. So number one is it's going to save you some time and energy. Number two is God willing, you're going to get in front of some new eyeballs. People uh, you may have posted a year ago and may have people this year that didn't have businesses or weren't in your um, wheelhouse or your audience until this year. So they haven't seen the content. And I think we, we as humans think, oh, we are the center of the universe. So obviously everyone has seen everything that we've written and everything that we put out there. And the reality is, is they might see 1%. And I have, I love my mom, but I have conversations with my mom. Sometimes she's like, I don't understand why I don't see any of the same things that you see on Facebook. And so I try to explain to her about the algorithm and how Facebook determines what you're going to see based on how you interact with things. And she she doesn't understand it. And so that's a perfect example of you may put a piece of content out on Facebook, even if it's a Facebook live, and you may get a one to 3% visibility rate with that piece of content. But if you were to reuse that video and create a written blog post, create a podcast, create whatever other means to get in front of some new eyeballs or new ear, earballs, I don't think that's a word, but new ears, then you are now getting it in front of some new people. And that's really the point after all, is to get more people engaged in what you're doing. It also um, gives you the ability to reach people in different learning styles. I know when I'm doing audio learning, I'm typically doing something else. I'm going for a walk, I'm riding my bike, I'm in the car. Very rarely will I sit in my house and listen to a podcast. It just doesn't happen. I don't have that kind of time. So whereas if I'm in the middle of my work day, I may be watching a, a, a YouTube video tutorial or reading a blog post or researching different um, articles. So depending on where I'm at in my day, I will need different options for learning. And I'm not alone. That's everyone. If you're working in an office, you can't very well sit there and listen to a podcast while you're working for someone else. Likely. Same with videos. A lot of um, corporations and businesses aren't going to let you watch videos or get on Facebook, anything that is going to distract you from doing your job. So making that learning available in multiple platforms is doing a service for those people. And a lot of times I'll listen to an audiobook and then I'll buy the book because I need to see it and I need to hear it. And you learn different things from each of those learning options. So that's number three. Number four is it can improve your SEO because you can place it as a blog post on your uh, website and create SEO words and terms around that. You can post a YouTube video around that same subject and again, get additional SEO because you're going to put that in your tags and your metadata as well as your descriptions. Uh, you can use hashtags that are relevant to um, search if you create an image around that same blog post and then tie it back to the blog post. So 
All of these are interchangeable and ways to repurpose your content. Um, and I talked about number five, not everybody's gonna see it the first time. Number six is you can actually uh, expand on your expertise. So you can do an overall article and then a lot of times people will do a series breaking down each component of that article and do in a more in-depth approach to each step of a process. Uh, you see this a lot specifically in web design. It's an ever-changing industry and so you may see a series article and then somebody will say, well, I don't understand how to do this on my website. Well, there's a question there. And so then you can create another entire article answering that question, that specific component of that website design. So maybe it's around um, creating opt-ins on your website and how to physically create that opt-in on your website. And somebody wants to do it on their own. Well, first thing you're gonna do is go search it out on Google or YouTube or one of the social media platforms. So if you're the one that shows up for that, you can create a video and then link to an article in the video and say, hey, maybe you don't have time to watch this whole video. Check out the article link below and you can read it. So expand your expertise and let you dig in deeper on specific questions and issues that your ideal client has. It also increases your brand awareness. Uh, I just read a stat the other day, oh, I can't remember the percentage exactly, but it was a higher percentage, like 80 to 90% of um, consumers will watch a branded video over a non-branded video. Meaning if you have your branding somewhere on that video, they're more likely to watch it and more likely to watch it to the end. So that's very interesting. So with all of that in mind, and with trying to make your life easier, I wanted to give you an example. I have had um, multiple clients, but I recently have been working with someone who is a content creation master. And I, I look at their business and I think, oh my goodness, they have so much content already. And they continue to create content regularly, monthly, doing webinars and different things like that. And it's new every single time. And the downfall of that, the downfall of creating that content cons constantly and creating new content constantly is one, you put yourself in a vicious circle of having to do it, having to do it, having to do it. But two, you never give your ideal client the opportunity to go and see what else you've done. You've already created it once and it's not, it can't be that different from what you're putting out there now. And so, why would you not just take what you've already done and repurpose it and answer a, another component of that instead of making yourself crazy or packaging things together? So I started this podcast with, with the concept of you're creating, 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 and yet people can't consume all that you're creating. So instead, why don't we just refine and zero in on the areas that we are really experts in and give people the value from that percept from that perception or that that's not the word I'm looking for but that point of view. And so if you're doing that, it becomes easier and easier to not necessarily create brand new content all the time, to repackage the things you've already created and make them into longer, more robust, more informative pieces of information. And so I wanted to talk to you, I have five, there are many more than this, but I have five specific rep repurposing strategies for you. 
to take content that you've already created and just make it into something else. And the first one is you can take a webinar or a um, presentation that you've created specifically on online webinar and online training, and you can turn that into video tutorials. It's, you know, you've already created the slides. It's very easy to turn it into a video tutorial with specific steps. And then you've got that to put in different places. You can take a blog post and you can also turn that into a video tutorial. I've seen so many blog posts that they have step by step by step by step and some people can learn it that way and other people just want to watch a video and some people want to do both. So it's very easy to take that blog post and turn it into a video tutorial. You could also turn it into a visual component. So you have an image and maybe one tip from that blog article or a guide of some sort. So if it's, you know, it turns out to be a, what you think is a pretty simple post and then you're getting all kinds of questions around that post, you could easily take that original post, add in the questions that you're getting and create a, a, a guide that you can give away as a free download on your website. So uh, that's number two. Number three is if you are conducting research of any, of any kind, and there's research um, in every industry. And I see this very well with Social Media Examiner. That's one of the people that I keep very close tabs on and um, one of my education resources. And they do a yearly industry survey and they collect data from all of these different marketers and different social media platforms and they put together an industry report and that is their regular download. And they have done an excellent job of creating a, um, it's not, it's more than a guide. It's like a white paper with all of the current stats and the current trends that they see and their predictions for what's coming. And then um, as they go through the year, they just continue to collect that data from their conference, from their users, from their trainers, and they put it together in a nice little neat package and everybody loves it. So that's one way to do it is to take your research information and turn it into a white paper. And then uh, my next one is if you are doing a PowerPoint presentation, an actual, um, this is different a little bit from a webinar because if you're doing, I'm thinking a PowerPoint where you're delivering it in front of a live audience. Um, and you can take that PowerPoint and you can turn it into a slide share deck. You can turn it into multiple presentations. Um, I know I am currently putting together a presentation right now and it is so much harder to write a 20 minute presentation versus a 60 minute presentation to the point that a lot of times I'll, I'll write an hour long presentation and then cut it back. But that's another way to repurpose content and just take that content and deliver it and deliver it and deliver it. But it gives you the opportunity to have multiple options for delivery. So maybe you get like a 10 minute interview, a live interview with somebody or a short podcast interview, and you can't deliver a 60 minute training, but you can take components of that PowerPoint presentation and utilize it for shorter speaking engagements, for podcast interviews, for a blog post, um, for different, you know, um, live trainings that you might do on Facebook or Insta stories or any of those social media platforms. And you can also create visual content out of those slides because you already have the images, you already have um, the very short descriptions 
that go with those images because typically when you're creating a presentation, you're not gonna have long sentences. People don't have time to read them. So pull, pull one of those slides that's really well received and turn it into a visual for Instagram or social media or wherever else you might wanna post it for your um, brand awareness. And then I thought this was a really good one. If you conduct interviews or you're, you are interviewed, you can take that information, specifically if you're conducting interviews and turn it into an ebook compilation. So for example, I interview people on this podcast all the time. And if I had like-minded interviews, which I often do, that we're talking about, you know, publicizing your brand online. And I wanted to pull in interviews from, you know, how to use chatbots and how to use LinkedIn and, and do a whole social media ebook compilation. I could do that. Well, you could also do that with your own interview. If you are being interviewed by other podcasters and you have a realm of information that you present to them to adapt to their shows, you could also turn that into an ebook compilation. And it could be something you give away for free, or you could, you know, depending on how large it is, you may even want to sell it as a book. So those are some repurposing strategies. And I'm hoping that this episode is giving you some ideas about how to reuse your content and the things that you're creating so that when you move forward, you're not so overwhelmed. I know at the beginning of the year, we have really great ideas about, you know, goals that we want to achieve. And um, we have high and sometimes pie in the sky goals that when we start to get into it, and now, you know, it's, it's the end of January, it's the last week of January, and you reality may be setting in again. And it makes it really hard to reach those goals when we are constantly inundated by our to-do list and by repurposing your content and reusing your content and giving yourself the freedom to utilize those same subjects and create content around those same subjects, knowing that not everybody that you want to see your content has seen it the first or the second or the third time and giving yourself permission to reutilize that is gonna save you so much time and so much energy and so much frustration. So I'm hoping these tips have helped you. And um, again, I just wanna recap the um, repurposing strategies. So, and there are so many more that you could do. Um, So if if you're looking for ideas on content to create, maybe you're not quite there yet. You haven't even started creating content use some of these as creation ideas and just think about the things that you've already created for other components in your business and think, okay, well, how, who else can I present that to and, and in what way? So that being said, repurposing strategies that, uh, I want that I gave to you in this episode were to repurpose a webinar into a video tutorial or a guide or some other mechanism. You could take a blog post and do the same thing. You could create visuals, you can create a guide, a tutorial, um, and even a video tutorial to go with it. Your research data, you can turn it into a white paper. You can utilize research data in so many ways. You could create a Twitter stat post. You could create um, Instagram posts that feature an image to go with one piece of research in there. Uh, You could create a complete Facebook series of videos or live stream 
about different components that you found in that research and just lighten it up a little bit so that if people don't have time to read an entire white paper, they can still get the research data they need. You can do a summation as well in a blog post of all of the research data you've collected or compiled. Uh, PowerPoints, you can re reutilize those as well as any kind of interviews that you may have done or that you completed by interviewing somebody else. So thanks so much for tuning in. I really hope that this episode has been helpful for you. If you've enjoyed it and you um, got some information out of here that you hadn't received before or you want me to cover something in addition to this repurposing, um, let me know. Send me uh, an email or comment on the, the podcast page on my website or um, leave a review. I would love to hear how you guys are liking the podcast and what, what other topics you'd like to hear and any other interviews you'd like to hear. So thanks so much for tuning in. I will see you next week. We are talking about brand aesthetics in your ideal client and how to make those match. So looking forward to seeing and hearing you guys next week. Have a great week and I will talk to you next week. Take care. This episode is being brought to you by my new master training, Pretty Doesn't Pay the Bills. If you've invested in all the aesthetics of building a brand, including picking the right fonts, picking the right colors, and creating that magazine-worthy website, yet you're still not seeing any additional traction, clients, or money in your business, this master training is built for you. In this master training, I will cover the three essentials that your brand is missing in order for you to gain the traction you need, get in front of the people you need to get in front of, turn them into paying customers, and last but not least, create the business that you love. To join me for this free training, please visit my website, alisaconnor.com forward slash pretty. I'll see you inside and I look forward to having the opportunity to share this training with you. Again, you can find the link to join the training at alisaconnor.com forward slash pretty. Thanks for listening to the Feed You Podcast at www.alisaconnor.com forward slash podcast. 